Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm the winter of your discontent. I'm I'm Alex. <laughs> this week, we're going to be taking a look at Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yep. Uh, directed by James Gunn from 2017 with an 83% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and an 88% audience score. Hmm. Are we going to do any preamble, or should we should we just get right into it? We're going to dive into it. All right, Tyler. What is your worst That's thing me. and your best thing? See, I switched them around. I subverted your expectations. It's automatically good because of it. It's actually automatically bad because of you. That's... Have you heard of our Lord and Savior, <laughs> Star Wars: The Last okay. Jedi? I do not want to talk about that. See, movie. see, we've got to build it up. Like the MCU builds up Thanos. Sure. In actually pretty uninspired ways. We're going to build up <laughs> our review for Star Wars The Last Jedi. In actually it, pretty uninspired ways. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Do we need an after credit scene at It's some like point? poetry, right? At some point, do we just need to play play audio from The Last Jedi? We, have, we have semi-done after credit scenes in this show before. Yeah. I, don't want to I still can't movie. believe we, we inserted Christian Bale's rant at the end of our Terminator Salvation right. episode. That, that, that was a review we did. Oh, Lord. My worst thing about this movie is the Pac-Man joke. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that too... I feel like the main discussion we're going to have with regards to like flaws with this movie would be just the level of humor and how far it goes. Yeah. I mean, I have some other problems, but I feel like in terms of, like, I don't, I don't know. <sighs> that feels like the only thing holding this movie back, but it's also the humor is what's making it so enjoyable. And is, I think, what makes the character so endearing. With this, this lovable band of misfits that they presented to us. So it's it's kind of... Should we go Double ahead? And, sword. Should we go ahead and say we like we both like this more than the first one? Yeah, and what 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 grades did we get the first one? Uh, you gave it a B. I gave it a B minus. Okay. I don't know how much more I like it that's, than yeah, the first that's one. Right we um, we'll, we'll we'll figure that out. Figuring it out. As far as my actual worst thing goes, I mean, I like a lot of the humor in this, and I don't think there's many moments that completely just like trample over emotional stuff. I don't think they set themselves up for something like that a lot of the time. Like, I, that just doesn't come up as much as people would probably have you believe. But... Uh, I have more of an issue with it in terms of tone. Yeah. O overall tone of the yeah. movie more so than... More oh, so this dramatic scene was undercut by a joke. Yeah. Which does happen, but... But not, like... That's not, like, the... The issue. Yeah. 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 Um, so, specifically the Pac-Man joke. Why does that not work for you? It may not be specifically Pac-Man Joe. <laughs> but that is, that is overall, it, it, I feel like that is... A Are you officially changing what your worst thing is then, sir? I, I don't know. That feels... If like, only we had a score sheet for that. that oh, God. That <laughs> feels like the the most... One of the more... Of the examples of when there are moments that interrupt nice emotional flows, I feel like that one gets in the way of the... the when the, the the part where Quill tackles uh, Ego because like he, he finally is just like alright I'm done I'm using my heart instead of my head 
the part where he does that, I feel and like. And then he goes into God mode. Yes. I, I, I think that is a great moment, and the chain starts playing, and it's great. And I feel like that kind of <laughs> undercuts that emotional f- powering a little bit. I don't know. I'm just not sure about that. Um, because it, 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 it yeah, it's, it's just kind of silly. Um, and the movie's it's a pretty silly movie, but but it's but it, it is a, it is a darker movie than the first one. I mean, there are actual in like, terms of subject matter, not in yeah. tone. I, I think even in terms of tone, I think there is. I mean, it's still very lighthearted. Aside in terms. from the stuff the with Yondu at the end, I I don't no, think no, so because I think the humor is a lot more cynical. I think I feel like the humor is generally a lot more James Gunn than yeah. in the first. That's what I'm saying is that I think overall it you come away feeling a little dirtier after watching this movie than the first one, which doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. It's just, I, I think that is the case. And so I, I, I feel like that just sticks out like a sore thumb at the end, that, that moment. Um, we'll stick with that in so much as that is emblematic of the problems I do have with this movie. All right. Kind of a cheap answer. Go on. You're kind of a cheap answer. Have you heard of our Lord and Savior, Star Wars, The Last Jedi? So my best thing about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is... Do do you need me to take over for for a minute? Sure. Okay. Do it. I I can do that. I believe in you. So I'll start off with my worst thing as well. Uh, This movie doesn't give most of the relationships enough time to breathe for my liking. Specifically, Star-Lord and Gamora's relationship, I feel like, gets kind of a uninspired TV romance. And they even call it a TV romance, but that doesn't make it any better. Uh, I I find some of the drama with them kind of flimsy. I mean, it's really only one scene of drama with them. It's not... Yeah, because we only get one scene where they're discussing it. Yeah. Flesh it out! But, yeah. Or don't have them get involved in a romance this movie yeah i mean they but even then like they don't really at the end they kind of do they they put their arms around each other well she admits that they're, they ain't going well, to the chapel sir <laughs> well she admits there's an unspoken thing between yeah, them. yes but they, it's still unspoken fine uh, That's a, that was one thing i really appreciate about this watching it like the, the very first time i watched it i remember thinking oh hey it's really nice that they don't kiss at the end it's not it's just like oh they're, they're, yeah. They acknowledge that there's probably a thing there, but it's not really the time to talk about it. Nobody dramatically went, I love you. <laughs> and then they blew up the Spectre base and we're getting headshot after headshot. <laughs> oh, you... No, that, that you were in the bathroom, I think. That, that part happened. Oh, okay. You missed that. Okay. That was, that was the thing. Did they have just Daniel Craig walking across a desert base because his... There was his, a part where Drax fights he had a the guy... Eat the guy from inspector so they, they couldn't they couldn't give him a really good action scene so they just had him walking yeah and sh- getting headshots yes okay makes sense mm-hmm. god that next bond movie better be good Ooh, <laughs> daniel craig needs a good out <laughs> um so there's that also i think the the nebula gamora stuff it feels very rushed to me mm-hmm. and it doesn't contradict what we get in the previous movie. Uh, if everyone remembers, I was not a big fan of Gamora in the last movie. I think they've shaped... They, they've... I don't know. They've managed to make Gamora like more of a maternal figure for the yeah. Guardians. Yeah. Which, given Zoe Saldana's performance, makes sense to me. Yeah. Still doesn't quite jive with she's a daughter of Thanos. She's supposed to be a brutal assassin. 
I, uh, I'm still kind of shaky on that. Sure. But then the whole thing about they don't even bother mentioning either of their siblings this time. Yeah. And then her whole thing of uh, Nebula's whole beef with her of like, oh, every time she'd win and she was just obsessed with winning and then Thanos would always pluck a body part off of me and replace it with some robotic thing. And then uh, Gamora like has no excuse whatsoever. She's just kind of like, I'm sorry, I was just focused on surviving. I mean, and she, she says she my, was my, a tiny girl. <laughs> I think that counts. Well, my, my point is I... I Quit telling me. Show yeah. me. Give me some flashbacks. And, and that's what you were talking about. You mentioned that. And I was like, it would be nice to see that. But at yeah. the same time... There's well, a... also, the whole thing about... G- Nebula's beef with Gamora comes up in one scene in this movie. Like, it's not something that's been established before. So... Yeah. Oh, it, like I said, it feels very rushed to me. Sure. It feels like they're they're trying to wrap up their relationship. That way they're, they, they can kind of be buddies if sure. they go to fight Thanos in Infinity War. Which probably will happen. Which will probably happen. Yeah. Um, problematic, I think. Pretty much, the, the, there's two relationships that I really like. Two sets of mm-hmm. relationships. Yondu and Rocket. Yep. Which, it seems like an unlikely pair, but they actually really have a lot of yep. com- in common. And yeah. and Rocket's reaction to Yondu's death during the funeral, that's all very touching. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, Peter and his father. And I think that's that's all very well done. Yeah. Even, like, Mantis and, and Drax, yeah. I don't... Yeah. Well, I mean... I was going to talk about it on the negative side. Oh, I like it. I don't know. I mean, it's not... I have weird, mixed feelings on there Drax. Is a, there are I some odd like, moments. I, I feel like the movie doesn't actually know what to do with Drax, so he's just kind of on standby to give a joke. I don't think it's that they don't know what to do with it. I think that that's what they want to do with him. I, I, I think he, that's... He just seems like much more of an idiot in, than he was in the first one. I don't know. Yeah. Because this time he's just kind of like a laughing buffoon. He was not that character in the first one. I mean, yeah, but the, the my, my argument would be, I, I feel like we're... I mean, in the same way that Gamora is now more maternal, I feel like the idea is that we're, we're supposed to pretty quickly realize that they have grown yeah. as a team and as a ensemble. I, I just find it kind of... Like, his whole beef in the last one was, I'm going to kill Ronan because he killed my family. Yeah. And then at the end he's like, no, I'm going to go after Thanos. Yeah. He's the one in charge. Then there's nothing really brought up about that in this one. But they also don't bring up Thanos almost at all, aside from the Nebula Gnor. So, yeah, so that, it's and that like, feels kind of weird too. But then, like, I feel like it was also a problem that he was in the last movie. And it, <laughs> yeah, it's very much, it's very much, I think, a. It's a snake's head. The snake's eating its own yeah. tail. Well, I just feel like it's very much a Hell Hydra. A a thing. It, it goes back to the fact that they live in a cinematic universe, much in the same way that we had problems with Winter Soldier and the way that it kind of did not feel like its own thing necessarily sometimes because or sometimes it, the, the universe or has, sometimes it felt too much like its own thing yeah like it, it's just hard to, to strike the the balance there and so i mean that's that's just what happens when you have so many creative yeah. people working on a yeah. shared universe um but yeah overall i just watching the more i watch it the less impact a lot of the emotional beats have on me and do you still do you still get a lot out of Yondu's stuff? Yes, but I think Yondu is my best thing. I'll go ahead and throw that out there. Just Yondu in general. I I feel like okay. he they use him to great effect. I kind of just wish him and Peter had a bit more screen yeah. time because he doesn't see him, and then at the very end he's like, "Oh, Yondu, you're here." Yeah, that's me. I'm trying to trace the ba- trace back through the plot real quick to remember how everything happened, but yeah. So that that felt kind of off to me. 
that there's not sure a lot of communication. There's not there's there's zero communication between them until the third yeah. act. Yeah. Um, where was I going with that? Part of my problem with the relationship stuff and the emotional beats is also the humor, but we'll get into that. But I think overall, just my, not not quite the right combination of elements in terms of who gets what yeah. time spent on them, you know, that type of thing. My, I, I think overall, I, um, like, I don't think the tone necessarily, I don't think the tone or the humor necessarily gets in the way of the emotional stuff. I think it is more what you're saying of just, like, there needs to be more addressing the emotional stuff like which is weird it doesn't directly like take away from that it's just that they need they need to spend less time on that on the humor and stuff and less time or more time on the actual character stuff i guess weird because this this movie's it feels a little too long yeah like i I I feel like the middle part is just kind of slow particularly like the the like um nebula gamora fight scene I mean that's. I feel like that's pretty quick. Why? I, I no, no, no. I'm saying like that's that's like that, during that moment. that general area and then yeah, like everything spreading out. Um, from them. Peter and Ego play catch and yeah. it's <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of the jokes they they either didn't land or I was just like okay. Yeah. I and I don't know if that's just a product of James Gunn's humor. And that's the other thing too. I was gonna say, I it's not it's quite hard. Shane Black, where I we were just constantly <laughs> looking at each other, going, "Oh no, there, there's wait, there's, wait, we need a laugh track." This movie for is this. far funnier than Iron we, Man Three. We need, this movie is we, far. No, no, funnier. we need a laugh track so we know when we're yeah, supposed yeah, to laugh. Yeah. Um, there's still a lot of stuff that really, a lot of jokes that really work in this movie. Could have used more Trevor. Definitely. I need more fake Mandarin. <laughs> Definitely. Um, Specific. I I want them to have have trevor like a youtube channel where it's it's him <laughs> giving commentary to soccer games i'm okay with that. like it's literally just footage of a soccer game <laughs> in and jail. He's just, yeah in jail yeah <laughs> yeah um ole 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 <laughs> god yeah that's I, like the only funny part i remember from iron man 3 <laughs> i i just i So my best thing is the ending. Yep. Despite my issues with all the emotional stuff, I think how it's concluded is, is yes. very well done. And they sit on it, and they, they let you, you get a feel for how the characters feel. They, they, they show the characters well, interacting. Well, like you said, they don't, they don't play it. They don't go with the easy way out. Like, Gamora doesn't yep. dramatically kiss Peter under all ne- the, the fireworks Nebula and stuff. doesn't join them. Nebula doesn't join them. That was the other one I was going to go with. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's it's, it's pretty smart. Mm-hmm. And then also, Rocket's just like, oh god, yeah. I'm a terrible... The fact that the movie I'm ends on Rocket staring into space. Double-edged sword, though. The, the movie's too much of a comedy, I think, to have that ending. I'm not sure it 100% earns that. I think it earns it with Rocket because I think I think overall Rocket is played very well as far as like oh yeah he's the prickly guy and he he makes all the, he cracks jokes and he doesn't like he is very much emblematic of that and and be, I don't know I feel like because he is and because they do really strong they have a couple really strong moments with him and Yondu like I I feel like overall that works pretty well specifically for Rocket and also the moment where where Peter says 
Rock Rocket's like, and they didn't leave even even though he stole some, he stole batteries, yeah. or whatever. And then Peter's just like, well, of course not. And that's like all that's they don't get too far into that. They don't they don't hug or they well, don't also like... even the subtle thing. And I, I didn't think about this the first time mm-hmm. I saw it. Um, where Peter gets Zune, yep, and and he's listening, which is very nice. Uh, he's listening to Father and Son, mm-hmm. and uh, Groot comes in and sits on his lap yeah. and listens to the music. It's like, oh, yeah. Peter's yeah. gonna. Ha- He's a father now. Yep. Oh, themes, <laughs> motifs. They Ma- care. Martha. <laughs> God. Um. Yeah, it's. I don't know. Also, um, ending it with father and son is pretty nice. Yes, very much. It's so. a good song. I love how this movie will just sit the end. The first one as well did this, but this one especially. There's some scenes where they literally just let the entire song play out, and it's always very well. Can I change my worst thing to the fact that they don't play all of the chain during the final fight? Yeah, but I think, and I think that, <laughs> that, that legitimately, like, if that was just, like, a thing, yeah. they followed it, and it's everyone escaping, and then, like, I think you could cut down on that final sequence quite a bit if you just were like, all right, we have to work within this four or five minute sequence. Yeah. Let's go. I, I think that would be very effective. Do a single yeah. take. Yes. For the whole song. Yes. One try. If it screws <laughs> up, that's what, you're, that's what you're putting in the movie. It's fine. We went to an alien planet to shoot this one take. <laughs> and we gotta get it right on... Yep. We got one shot! Um, but yeah, Yondu is my best. That's, that's what I'm locking in. Um, Michael Rucker. Pretty fantastic. He is great. Yeah. There's, there's, a, lot of, there's a lot of this movie. Like I just sit there and think about it and I can go back through it in my head and there's just a lot of moments that I really, really, really like in this. Um, and there's not enough for me to dislike to really get worked up about it. Yeah, necessarily. Um, definitely some jokes that just kind of the Yara root thing. Let's start with. Let's just dive right into some of the weird humor. The the, the root that keeps showing up early in the movie is like the, the the first act. Gamora, she or Nebula asks Gamora to, to give her a bite of this root, this thing, and Gamora's like, "It's not ripe." And then and then Drax later, keeps her from grabbing it, and he's like, "It's not ripe yet." Yeah, and then she takes a bite of it, and she's like, spits it out, and she's like, "Oh, it's not ripe." I, I never, Are you laughing yet, kids? I never got that. I don't really understand. I see what... It, I, no. <laughs> it's just not very funny. Yeah, it's just... Um, other things. You you had a lot more of a lot more of a problem with some of Drax's lines than I did. I, I usually found Drax very well, funny. Even the, like the, the beginning where he goes, oh, we're, we're I, these Amulex ba- batteries, and then Drax goes... Harbulary I find that kind of hilarious. And then Peter goes, "That's not what I said at all." And then later, and then later, he, then tries, later, to he tries to correct him. And I'm just like, "Well, it's it's because I, I was confused. I, I was just like, is Harbulary? Is that like a reference to something, no. or is that just Drax being stupid?" Yeah. Oh, oh, Drax is an idiot in this movie. Never mind. Okay. I I feel like you're overplaying. His, I probably am. The but way I, he was. But I, not, I mean, there's definitely. It, I think it's the fact that he he just starts laughing out loud. He does that a lot. But again, that's what I'm saying is I I at least for me because they they established that very early. My immediate connection was oh, okay. So he uh like like because he's with this group now, he has kind of grown out of a show more, and he's he's not so. That's my thought process. That was that's why that doesn't bother me nearly as much as I know. I know that's something other people bring up. Too. That being said, when Mantis uh, 
tells everyone Peter's deepest, darkest yep. secret yep. that he's in love with Gamora, and Drax busts out laughing, and then Mantis touches him, and, <laughs> and she, she starts... continues. Yeah. That's great. How do you that feel about great. Mantis overall? I think Thoughts, she's awesome. Questions, opinions. I really, I really like Mantis. Her performance is really, really interesting. I like it a lot because it, it's it's a little unsettling. I mean, part of that's the eyes. Well, it's because it, it, there, there's something off about her. Not not just like physically, but yeah. also just yeah. like the way she speaks. She's like yeah, very exactly. soft spoken, they, they like, and she her, she manipulates her mouth in a very particular way. Um, very good, very interesting performance. I like it a lot. I just. One joke that that they keep trying to go with is is he keeps going, oh you're ugly, yeah you're you're so unattractive, yeah. whatever. And at the very end, they're looking up at the fireworks and she goes, oh this is this is all beautiful, and he's like, yes yes it is, and he's looking directly at her, yeah. and then he goes, on the inside. I feel like that was the one time where it could have been like, oh he yeah. he's he okay he is attracted to her, like yeah if if that's stick if, the landing. Do you, do you think that's where they're going with that? I don't know. I just, well, I just, he looks directly at her when he says, it is beautiful. Yeah. Like, intimidating. On the, on that, the, yeah. <laughs> it feels like they're going for a more subtle, dramatic moment. Yeah. But then, oh, joke. Yeah. Are you laughing but yet, it's also, kids? But it's also... I don't know. I, I think that... Because they, okay, they established that the very clearly early on. All of the jokes are in character. I'm not going to argue whether or not the characters are, are not acting like themselves. The problem is, I think the humor overall setting the tone for the film yeah. devalues a lot of the, the more emotional, darker elements of the story. For me. Yeah. Particularly when it comes down to um, Ego put a tumor in Star-Lord's mom and he also killed all manner of other alien babies yep. and they find all of the skeletons like that's terrifying uh -huh. and then also in the same movie you have uh, Rocket threatening to put a turd one of Drax's turds in Peter's bed and see that I don't have a problem with because it, it, specifically it, for me what it is is and this is why this is why I chose the Pac-Man thing because I think the Peter and Ego emotional through line there is really, really strong. And I think that by that point, he is just like pure, unadulterated. Peter is just like straight up a rage. And I feel like it's very silly and, and dumb for him to be like, here's a time for me to think about a reference. That'll be a, yeah. like, it, that does not work for me in the slightest. And I think it's more moments like, it's it's more about the the way the characters are acting it's not so much if a character says a joke and then later on something else happens that kind of makes it like if you think like you were just saying if, if you point to those two things in the same movie then that seems problematic i don't really have a problem with that i have a problem with when the characters should probably not be reacting in the way they're reacting even if they're saying a joke that is a joke they would say like they should be more serious how, how do you feel about all the hasselhoff stuff i like it i, I, I don't it's not I don't know. Well, the two biggest things I can put to you, Ego turning into Hasselhoff right after Peter shoots him so many times. And then yeah. and to Peter's whole speech or eulogy for, for Yondu. My thing is that the Hasselhoff cameo is almost kind of terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, all right, this is fine. See, the Hasselhoff thing with, with Yondu at the end, I like that a lot because it feels like this is him processing yeah. this situation. And, like, he's, he's coming down from the, like... It, it the, the Pac-Man thing just feels like it's such a I don't know 
It just comes at such a weird moment. And then also going off of that, like, that's the moment, like, that comes it's in the It's a setup and payoff. He said he was going to create a yeah, Pac-Man yes, earlier. The, the, the... <laughs> Wait, do you want them to subvert your expectations and not have him pay that yes. off? <laughs> was this movie ghost-written by Ryan Johnson? Correct. Um... No, Leave he, your thoughts in the comments. <laughs> but no, the the part um, towards the end when they're leaving, and Rocket's like, "I can't lose another friend today," and everyone's like, really torn up about yeah. this, about the fact that Peter and Yondu are still down there. And we just had that Pac-Man bit a little like yeah. it's it, it's kind of when the movie wants to get serious, it needs to stay serious. Yeah. Because it does a good job of it. Like, they're they're like, great performances. Like I got what you're saying. Like yeah. early on, if it wants to be silly and goofy, like Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, fun. Exactly. Then it kind of takes a turn, yeah. and it's like, oh, we're we're being a bit more. serious. If it takes now. a turn specifically at the point where, um, Kurt Russell reveals that he put a tumor in, and yeah, which the Peter's reaction to just just straight up yes. shooting him yeah. like that's perfect. <laughs> that's 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 primo. Yes. Um. And you can have other... Cause, which is my thing. I almost wonder... I like the fact that we get more of the... Uh, Aisha people. The gold people. That's good world building. I almost feel like they don't need to be in the final act at all. I I think that that final act just drags on far too long. Yeah. I think, I, I think like you were saying, it, they need to cut it down to put this in the space of the chain. <laughs> and yeah. I think that would be a lot more effective. I think that you could wrap up a lot of the emotional stuff a lot more better especially if you then turn into that father and son thing and the entire ending is a lot more subdued than the rest of the movie i mean there's still like i love the the tape joke throughout where the the oh, rock yeah. is trying to put some tape on the bomb the, the 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 death button and uh peter's yelling at people asking if they have tape and then he, he's like you hear him go like yeah scotch tape will work well then why did you ask if scotch tape would work because like yeah that that joke is amazing um nobody has tape did you ask Nebula? Yeah. I asked everyone. Yeah. Like, I... She was sitting next to Yondu when I asked him. <laughs> I knew you were lying! That, that whole thing is great. But I would and, even be willing to sacrifice Groot, that. And then Groot if... just runs off with the bomb. Yeah. Yeah. We need to talk about baby Groot. We need to talk about baby Groot. But I... It, I feel like from that point, we should not be taking so long to get to the end. And we should be assembling all of the emotional core into one section. Yeah. And that should that should be what we're getting for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Once we kind of hit that 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 next year. Agreed. Mary Poppins, y'all, is great though. Yeah. Because that's a that's a great again that's a great emotional moment that's that's undercut or not undercut that's underscored by a joke as because he's he like because Yondu asks he's like is he cool and then he's like oh yeah he's cool. Like that's that's a great moment, and, and but then you have the dramatic hero shot, and the mantis gets hit by a rock. Yeah, exactly. And it's like mantis, look out! Yeah, Drax is just a dummy. See, the, and the problem with that, I think, is not. I so want much. Dave Batista from Spectre to just walk in and snap his neck. <laughs> um, I think that joke could be funny. I feel like the timing of that is just really off. Like I, I remember processing. I think both times. I mean, I've seen this movie probably three times now. And I think every time I process it, like, I, I remember it after I, it happens, and I'm like, oh, that should have been funny. Why didn't I laugh? Because <laughs> there wasn't a laugh it just, track. It, no, it just doesn't, like, play... I don't know. Something about that. Anyway. Yeah. 
also not nearly as impactful to have the, the hero shot when they're not actually looking at like a, a impossible odds in the way that they do in either of the Avengers movies. Like I when mean, they're, they're just, fighting a planet, but they're just but I'm saying they're just kind of like standing there staring around at this like immobile rock face like also, i mean or not we also face, need to like, talk about the fact that they put a face on a planet and that's awesome it is incredible i was very i was very scared they went when we were approaching the fin- when i was watching this the first time i was like oh my goodness they're I, not gonna do ego face i'm gonna be so upset oh my goodness we, we they went to a, we went to an early screening yes. of this with our with our good pal Britton. yep uh friend of the podcast friend of the podcast uh and <laughs> just throughout this movie i kept whispering to both of y'all what Zack Snyder thinks of this? So like when they're when they're going on a uh, uh, ego's planet and they're touching all the bubbles and it's all colorful and rainbows and I'm just like, color. Yes, this we movie... can have color in a superhero. Should we shift into that? The fact that this movie is the best looking MCU movie. I'm locking it in. I'm I'm putting it down. I'm saying that's the, that's the case. What contends? Pray do tell. I don't know at this point. I, I can't think of anything, so that that tells well, we've, us something. Well, we've gone through all of these movies, and we, we the only one we were blown away by was Thor The Dark World. Yeah. I, I, it, I will say it's, it's significant. It's a much higher step. It, it's a step up from the first one. Yes. Which is not to say that, like, Winter Soldier and Civil War don't look the way they... Like they aren't fine the way they look. They do look, but the, but, but the the thing that that drives those movies is not the visual exactly style. This is exactly what this movie needs to look. This like. is a space it's opera. Just so pretty and so epic and it, it it's great. The final shot of of um not the final shot but the almost final shot of the red arrow, uh the red firework arrow kind oh, yeah. of tracing through the sky in front of the the Ravager fireworks. Oh, it's just. Well, even just the scene like, where, wait, Yon, where Yondu rocking... My him. eyes haven't seen these colors in years! I'll punch you in the face, Superman. I can, feel, gonna, I can feel the orange glaze from Justice League just crackling before my eyes. It's like, all you see... I can see again! All you see is black, gray, and then green from the kryptonite spear. Yep. That's all you got. Oh, and then orange... Which is not to say that the DCU is fun to poke fun of for this, but that's not to say that this movie like is only we're we're only holding this movie up in high regard because it's better than the DCU movies. Although that helps, it, it does help. It does help. But like, <laughs> I'm just thinking like X Men Apocalypse as a, as a recent example. Yeah. Like other movies that should have more of this aesthetic and do not have this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's just so pretty. It's just it just looks so good, and it's. It's just uh, the the entire Yondu. Cause th- this is another reason why Yondu is is one of my or is my favorite thing about this movie. Um, the the mohawk, yep. the fact that they uh, actually upgrade his mohawk. Because in the first movie, it's like, oh, we we've already got so much ridiculous stuff happening. We can't have a guy have an actual red mohawk, and then like they just give him the bar or whatever. That seems so dumb to me. And then and then in this one, they're you're just, making a movie called Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. You have Rocket and then, Raccoon and, then, and Groot. And then give the guy. His well, that's mohawk. what I was gonna say. They get to this movie and they're like, "Wait a minute, you guys, you guys want that, don't you?" And then they do it, and it's amazing, and it, it's 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 as glorious as it is in the comics. And the entire scene where he's whistling around and destroying all the the that's the biggest the, the takeaway. Mutineers. That, the, that's the biggest takeaway I have from Guardians of the Galaxy. The, the both of these movies, they 
just all other superhero movies. You can do the yep. more ridiculous stuff and and yep. get away with it. Mm-hmm. It just has to make sense within your universe. Mm-hmm. And even then, it can kind of be slightly off. <laughs> Suspension of disbelief. Yep. It's, it's, yeah. I want more. It makes me happy. Oh, we'll get more whenever X-Men Dark Phoenix comes out. No. <laughs> if it ever comes out. You know the, the, the gif of uh, Nathan Fillion from Castle where he's sitting there and he just kind of like puts his finger yeah. in his mouth and just kind of points and it's just like completely locked. yeah I, th- I think I'm the one person on this planet that actually wants to see X-Men Dark Phoenix I think everyone else is I am curious they, to no, see no, no. X-Men no I legitimately want to see it good or bad I want to see it yes that's everyone yeah. else is either just like whatever or no kill it let it let <laughs> it be just I don't need it let and I'm pa- just like I need it let the past die Kill it if you have to. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Kurt Russell's one of the best villains. Yes. Easily. <clears throat> um, Even though <clears throat> his... Ultimately, just because it's it's kind of an end-of-the-world end plot, so... But at least his, <clears throat> it, we get insight into how he's thinking. We, we spend a lot of time with him. Well, this, this is what you do when... <clears throat> When you have kind of a dumb MacGuffin, mm-hmm. I'm going to destroy the world, you make the stakes more personal. Yeah. That's what you yeah. do. So you have the whole thing with, the with entire him and Peter. Re- the entire reveal about how, like, Peter is the first... The reason he's pe- treating Peter so well is the, is because he's the first guy to... Uh, he's the first of his first offspring chi- to actually have to use powers, the powers. Yeah. And, and the part where he's, like, screaming, yes! When, when yeah. Peter first uses the, the ball or the, creates the lightning or whatever, that, yeah. I feel like it works very well, and yeah, the state just like the fact that, and that's what that's what makes that moment where he just immediately turns around and shoots him, yeah, like twenty times. That's what makes that so powerful. It's because it is like in the middle of this big monologue, epic, like I'm going to destroy everything, and it's like, wait, I forget all that for a second. Yeah, you sh- you killed my mom. What are you talking about? Yeah, like, that's I I think that works very well. There's not a giant blue laser in the sky. <laughs> Should I give it an A plus on that basis yes, alone? That's correct. <laughs> but yeah, it, well, uh, it also helps that you just have Kurt Russell, and he's just one of the most charismatic actors. Yes. Oh, he's so good. At this. He really is. This is this is, I think, the best so far. Best MCU villain so far. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and lock that it's in. Better than Lashif, I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was gonna say, the la- I'm pretty sure the last time we tried to like take stock of this was. What's before Doctor Strange? Civil War? Civil War. Yeah, so that was like the last time. Because we were comparing Zemo and the fact that he's almost not a villain. Yeah. And... and Not in your traditional yeah. sense, anyway. Yeah. Loki's the only other one that really competes and I, I think he goes back. I, I've had my piece on Loki. Uh, yeah. You know. I, I mean, it's not that I have any... I have major problems with Loki. It's just I think Ego is... The performance and everything is exceptional. And that might immediately be turned around by the next movie. I'll have to see how we feel about that. Little little tidbit for next week. Just gonna throw that out there. Does the bad guy have an evil AI that gets disrupted and turns him crazy? Yes. That would be terrible. <laughs> no, this is a Spider-Man movie. That would never happen. Bad. <laughs> we should probably move on before people burn us at the stake for talking about Spider-Man too. So Ego's face is in a planet, and it's beautiful. It is very beautiful. 
<laughs> they don't even harp on it too long. It's just so nice and wide shot. They're just like, yep, that's a thing. Take take it in. Enjoy just it for a second. Between that and then the bit with the, with Stanley talking to the Watchers, yep. like that, they respect their their fans. Mm-hmm. Because everybody's like, oh, Stan Lee, he's got to be working with the Watchers. That's why he's in all these movies. And they work it in. They don't just say, oh, that's a fun thing. We'll just leave it to the fans to keep talking about that. No, they they merge it in. Mm -hmm. That's what happens when you listen to your fans. They're loyal. And they keep buying more tickets to your movies. And And they they mean that when you have the big team up that's supposed to be the culmination of your first, like, 20 movies, it means that it sells more than the past seven movies combined. Come together! (laughs) Right now! Never mind! We are just just bashing people left and right. This is not good. This is going to... If we we ever got angry fan mail, this would be the podcast to do it. The opening scene's amazing. Yes. Well, not not the scene with with Laura Haddock and Kurt Russell at the very beginning is nice. Yes. Where they go to no <laughs> behind the amazing. dairy behind the Dairy Queen. <laughs> is that what the kids are calling it these days? <laughs> um. And yes, I I, I pretty I'm pretty sure I said this last time. Laura Haddock is is Peter Quill's mom, and she's also the chick in Transformers Five, mm-hmm. and I still cannot wrap my brain around that. It happens, you know? Just because she, she pulls off the southern accent pretty convincingly, mm-hmm. and then she's just British. I'm like, oh. Quit taking our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> First, you got Christian Bale, you got Andrew Garfield, you got Henry Cavill, you know, now you, you ever... got Laura Haddock playing Star-Lord's mom? Did you ever think maybe they're just better at it than we are? <laughs> um... Yeah, no, it's... No, it couldn't be that. couldn't be about <laughs> skills and work. Lord. Uh, no, it's about nationality. It's all it's ever been about. That makes, that makes sense to me. Um, do we want to talk about baby... baby, baby when baby, in doubt, baby. get the hell out. <laughs> get what? Get the hell out. <laughs> okay. Do we want to talk about baby group? Little baby group. I was kind of worried that baby... Groot would just be an annoying, stupid thing for kids, and he's great. The scene, the, the particularly scene. because they they have it play as part of the story that he's a kid. Yeah. And also, this is the only movie where he's going to be a kid. Yes. Because he keeps growing. Yes. I was afraid they were going to keep him stuck as a kid for a few movies. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that could have gotten old real fast. Mm-hmm. But the way they have it, I I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Also, he's just, like, the most adorable thing ever. Yes. The entire scene where they are... In having... a way that will sell a lot of toys, but I'm okay but with it. Perfectly fine, yes. The entire scene where he is retrieving things for Yondu and, Ra- uh, Yondu and Rocket is amazing. Wait, wait, wait. Leave the eye. Why? Because that guy's going to wake up, and he's not going to know where his eye is! <laughs> it's just, and, and just, like, the, the discussion about the hats... I just killed. That might be my favorite joke in the movie, where it's just like, "Wait, that's why you don't like hats?" It's so good. There, there, so, yeah. And of course, him, him murdering the guy uh, during during the uh, come a little bit closer scene, where he I, he chucks the guy off the railing after he was like. Everyone in this movie just loves senseless and murder. Yeah, it's beautiful. 
and I'm okay with it because it fits with our characters. <laughs> They're a bunch of mercenaries and jerks. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Also, Taserface is hilarious. Yep. Yep. And apparently, James Gunn just like looked through like a whole list of characters and stuff, and he's like, Taserface is just the dumbest thing. Yep. And then he's like, I'm gonna focus. <laughs> Wait on a that. minute. Taserface. That. That's pretty great. Pretty great. What else do we want to talk <laughs> I like, about? I was about to say the same thing. How, how do you feel about the third act in general? Because I'm not sure just like... And I had this problem with the first one. I didn't think a lot of the set pieces in the first one were all that interesting. Mm -hmm. And I think they're a, a step up in this one, but I'm not sure by how sure. much. Like, at the end, it's just kind of... It's still kind of on the planet, and it's still... Yeah. There's there's a lot of... There's a Ego lot of, and Peter just punching each other. And there's a lot of formless formation, rock formations and stuff There's in the, the lightning tentacle things covered with rocks, and yeah. they're just shooting at them. Yeah. Eh. I agree. It's very weird. Like... And, like, when you're writing the script, and you just have these ideas in your head... There's no way you're going to be like, like you're going to be sure about whether or not they're actually going to be cool yeah. set pieces when you're actually making the movie. So I don't, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, I, I agree. I think it's it's more a little more interesting this time around. But it, it's yeah. like I, I think the only really <clears throat> cool thing about the final act is just the little ship they're in with the lasers yep. and it's got the little things that slide cool. around the ship <clears throat> and it's got the gun on the front that like it yeah targets specifically yeah. the thing yeah. Is the music in this the best that it's ever been Probably. in any of the MCU yeah. films? Yeah, the the score is not really not good. not just the volume two soundtrack, which of course is great, just yes. like the first one, but just <clears throat> the, the score. Mm -hmm. it, it it yeah, it might be the best score in the MCU, which is I, I I'm not fascinating. I personally am not going to call it. The best? I wouldn't say. I'm not going to say for sure. I think it's close, though, which is fascinating yeah. for a movie that already spends a lot of time using soundtrack music instead of score. And so it's like, oh, I'm not going to go there. I'm. I'm. That's fair. I'm more. More DCEU. Best. Sounds like a good plan. I was going to attack Suicide Squad, but we don't need it. <laughs> Cheap shots. Cheap shots. Yeah. <laughs> well we're actually kind of cutting it off early do we have anything else we need to talk about i feel like we we cover things a lot more quickly than we thought we would how do you feel about sylvester stallone in this i kind of wish he was in it more same same i know i've already complained there's not enough flushing out of a lot of the other relationships <laughs> i shouldn't be saying i want this guy to take up more screen time i've I find it weird that they insert like him and Michael Rosenbaum's the weird Iceman guy next to him, yeah. and then Ving Rhames and Michelle Yeoh show up at the very end. Yeah. And apparently, James Gunn may or may not actually include them in a sequel. That was just more of a fun thing to do, mm. which don't cast a bunch of famous people if you're gonna yeah. just have like a one-off thing, because yeah. that confuses the audience. Everyone expects one of these. If, if it's not a cheap gag. In, in one of these after credit scenes, people are expecting it to be a setup for a future movie. Right. I don't think that's one that's going to excite people enough. Also, to this make one people... is the best after credits, just everything. 
Yep. Of any of the MCU films. Except maybe Thor Ragnarok. One in particular. Well, that's after credit scenes. I'm talking the whole package. Like, just watching the credits themselves is fun. Oh, just yeah. Just because yeah, you got, yeah. you got yeah. the little bits of them dancing and stuff. Yep. And then... Jeff Goldblum pops up. Jeff Goldblum pops up. And then uh, David Hasselhoff's <laughs> Guardians mm -hmm. riff or whatever that song's called. Mm -hmm. Isn't it like Guardian Inferno or something like know. that? Yeah. Something like that. It's pretty funny. Yeah. In times of hardship, remember, we are Groot. Teen Groot is good. Instead of Adam Warlock. I just find it amusing. People, when they quote, they make quotes from the MCU. None of them are like, making fun of the MCU or like this is stupid like it's it's all loving or it's it's yeah. like like the worst you get is like Hail Hydra and that's that's not really poking fun at the MCU yeah. that's just kind of a funny thing to say whereas like can you think of a single quote used towards the DCEU in a positive <laughs> way are you going back to the DCEU god <laughs> stop it I'm cutting you off just, just like I am closing time I am Groot <laughs> It's very memorable, and people use it in like... One a last call for alcohol, so finish your whiskey and go. <laughs> I'll take another apple juice, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I do see what you mean. Where I, or the Star Wars prequels. Let's, let's, let's draw from a different well. Prequel memes. Let's draw from a different well here. Yeah, the, <clears throat> some of which are questionably loving, but oftentimes it's because it's a funny thing already. I have the high ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Well, uh, my point is they, they they just done such a great job of setting up characters and stuff, and they kept them so consistent that their their lines, they elicit a strong emotional yep. response from the audience. Yeah. In a way that they remember and they want to use in their exactly. regular lives. Mm -hmm. I understood that reference. Why did you say that name? I got I'm that. Flip this table. I got that. Break reference. your laptop. I got that reference. I'm so done. Do we want to talk about special effects and visuals? I know we already talked a little bit about that. I'm just trying to think of like rounding up what what we haven't talked about. Everything looks great. I mean, color, yay! I feel like we haven't spent enough time talking about the things we don't like because we seem to come out of this. We were like, like I feel like while we were watching it, we were like, yeah, that doesn't really work, and like, yeah, this is an issue. But just, I mean, I guess you kind of got out most of that out of the way at the beginning, but... Yeah. Well, because none of that stuff makes a huge impact on it, because I still enjoy the movie. It's more yeah. just, I think the movie could be, like, potentially like an A, A+, plus, yeah. and it's it's just not yeah. because of those things. Yeah. But I still, I'm going to give it a good grade. Mm -hmm. It's not great. Right? Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else that we should cover, but like, I'm. We're just awkwardly gonna sit here for the next um, 15 minutes. That or sounds so. good. Yeah. So maybe should... get up and uh, go get some ice cream or something. Yeah. Come back, you know. Make sure we didn't forget anything. Let you guys listen to uh, the fan. Let's do great. <laughs> go for it. Oh God. I'm, I'm, so, I'm, I'm putting the onus I, on you because I'm I, curious where you landed. I was hoping you'd go first. No. Um, I think I'm going to go B. Interesting. And I, I know that's only slightly above the first one. I gave that a B minus. Yeah. 
Because ultimately, like a lot of the, how I try to judge these movies, the MCU films, a mm. lot of times kind of hinges on how often do I want to watch this movie? When, like when I'm I'm thinking, I want to watch a Marvel movie. Yeah. What do I want to watch? It, 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 it kind of ranks on how... What's what's the percentage that I yeah. want to watch it, you know? And this one, it's it's fine. A minus. Doing it. And you gave. I the, had fun, dang it. And you gave the first one a B. B. Five B. Yes. Yeah. About that, I might not later, but you know what? <laughs> I just, yeah, I enjoy this movie far too much for me to not like. Yeah. Heap praise upon it. I don't know. It's a weird phenomenon. Cause, well, because that's the thing that we like. We were talking about this right after we finished watching it, and it's like a lot of the things you were saying. You're like, I just feel like this doesn't really work. And some of the things you were talking about at the beginning, and I was just kind of like, You don't care. They kind of work for me. <laughs> like it's fun. Yeah, and, and that's just I guess the way. I don't know. Different brains are wired differently. Well, it's weird because we had we had an acquaintance, um, who like we were discussing movies with him, and we brought up Guardians of the Galaxy, and he's like, Yeah, I think I'm starting to hate that movie. I liked it when I first saw it. Oh yeah. But the more yeah. I watch it. Like, none of the jokes work anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm not... Of course, I'm not to the point where I hate either of them. Yeah. But I kind of agree with him to a certain extent. Like I agree with him a lot. Not a lot. But I, uh, as far as the rewatchability of the first one goes, and that's kind of why I'm so much higher on this, because I'm like, I feel like there's a lot more actual substance to it, where the first one feels very, like... We're gonna follow along. I mean, it's what it needed to be. I'm not putting that. There's a reason I get. I still gave it a B. Like, by phone. What have you done? Um, but the like that I gave it. Or I. I feel My like phone disagreed, so it that's, left. That's fair. Um, because that's what you're supposed to do when you disagree with someone's opinion. You just just walk away. It's actually probably not bad advice. Better than hurling insults <laughs> at them. Or phones. By the way, have you seen Star Wars: The Last Jedi? <laughs> God. Um. But no, I... Everyone universally agrees on that, right? Like, there's... Yes, it's It's correct. not divisive at all. Everyone thinks it is just so... I don't know. I, I feel like this one has a lot more to pick up on over time, and, like, I think it's a lot... I mean, I guess richer to watch. It's kind of a weird way to put it, but that's how I feel about it. Um, I enjoy... it. It's more of a visual feast, I think, in general. I think the performances are better across the board. We didn't, I didn't even mention how I... Last last episode, I spent a while like trying to figure out how to explain the fact that I just didn't think Gamora's general look was very good. I think she looks great in this. Like they they do a lot more with her where they, I think they add some some more like accenting lines and like the weird like kind of silver stuff makeup stuff she's got going on. Um, they do that, but then they they add like red highlights to her hair and they give her like an outfit that actually like looks very like almost got kind of a Jessica Jones thing going on and. I don't know, I just, I feel like it works a lot better in this, and I feel like it makes her look a lot more like the character she's supposed to be, and, uh, yeah, I don't know, I like this movie a lot, I really do. I'm glad at least one of the, the few MCU movies that I was like, I'm really high on that movie, I bet it, I'm gonna love it, and then I, I, I'm glad at least one of them did not really disappoint me coming off of it. Yeah. This is roughly where it was before. Interesting. Hasn't really changed yeah. all that much. I don't know. It's a fine film. Yep. And everyone can leave comments why it's the worst movie ever made. Oh dear God, don't. (laughs) (laughs) 
that it? Yeah. Are we done? Good. I mean, well, it's not even we're that. ending with a whimper. This is... I know. We're not even that much shorter. There used to be a time when every podcast we had would be like at most an hour. Yeah. I do. I do think we're a little MCU'd out right now, which is we've only got a couple more movies left, and the next one will be a Spider-Man movie, which I think will. We can't spark be MCU'd out at this point when we're recording Infinity Wars less than two weeks away. I'm saying MCU'd out about talking about the MCU. I think we have very much like figured out how we feel about the MCU, and now we're just like, all right, let let's just. But I don't know. I I also haven't seen Thor Ragnarok since it came out in theaters. Um, so well, that's be, not the next one we're watching. I know, but I'm just saying like those are the next two we're gonna be doing. Yeah. And then, I wonder what will come next. I don't care. <laughs> I really want to start just just humming like the Indiana Jones theme or something just to like throw people off. You're subverting their expectations. You're subverting their expectations. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So. Should just start humming a Nickelback song. <laughs> just really screw with their heads. <laughs> What was that? <laughs> it was Smash Mouth. <laughs> What's that lassie a boy stuck in a well? <laughs> what lassie are you watching? <laughs> the one where Nickelback did the cover song for it. Oh boy. Let's, let's call it while we're behind. <laughs> it was called Photograph. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> Next week we'll be talking about Spider-Man Homecoming. I think we'll be a little more upbeat and invested about that one. Well, because no. well, that's in- interesting because it's it's a it's it's another addition to our Spider-Man series, right? That's so weird that it's been such a long yep. gap in between. My feelings on the Spider-Man movies haven't changed at all. Yeah. All right, everybody. I guess we're done. <laughs> that's that's it. That's it. Take your stuff and go home. I suppose I should say the thanks <laughs> about the, the. I was waiting on you. <laughs> Everybody's gone you now. We that's, waited too long. That's fair. Well, I'm gonna say it anyway. And you can find us online. Here come the sequels to blogspot.com, and then you can find us. <laughs> <you know. laughs> email at here come the sequels at gmail.com and then or on twitter it's at hct sequels and then you can search youtube and the itunes and we'll be there too probably we'll be there for you when the rain starts to fall (laughs) (laughs) we're so tired We've been tired before. That's no excuse. You're probably right. Art is subjective. Nothing is subjective.